Hello. It is time for another COVID update. I am getting pretty good at getting to the gym, working out, waking up, and going to sleep around certain times. Uh, just kind of living that daddy life. Um, I, I, I'm actually having a pretty good time with it all. Uh, tell you the truth on a personal level, I have incredible emotions of anger, rage, you know? I, I have bouts of energy and bouts of sadness. Uh, I'm, I'm going through a full spectrum of emotions pretty frequently most days. But personally, I feel pretty okay. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? And if you're feeling okay or if you're not feeling okay, may this be a little thing that uh, you just have to keep going and, and maybe long enough you'll catch your wind. Maybe things will get better for you even. I don't really know. <clears throat> so, made myself a nice little saucer of tea. I've got something I'm calling the two carafe system going on right now, where I make... I've got two carafes, obviously. And I make one carafe for, for green tea filled with various herbs. This is, uh, this is ginger plus cinnamon. Uh, and then I put that in a little airtight carafe, and I put that in the fridge once it's reached a, a cool temperature, room temperature. And, uh, you know, I pour that for the next one to three days is how long that carafe will last. And then um, that's what I drink for the first half of my day. And then the second half of my day, uh, I have a carafe. Uh, I also make it in the saucepan, but I make golden milk, but I make it with, with nut milk. So I make golden nut lattes is what I call them. Uh, and that's just basically it's just milk. Uh, just use any milk. I use a nut milk, of course, so I use cashew milk uh, these days because there's just no sugar, essentially, in cashew milk. Pretty much any brand, there's no sugar, so you can buy it off the shelf. It's nice. It's got all those great uh, in, uh, nutrients and and, and uh, everything that you that you want that's good for you in the in the cashew in the nut milk without any of the sugar or the rest. <clears throat> I'm sure it's environmentally destructive as hell. I'm sure some reader's gonna go, "Aha! You're not perfect," as though I was pretending, uh, and then point that out. But uh, hey, guys, apocalypse! You know we're gonna talk about this. Uh, like, it's just, it's getting, it's getting harder to pretend. <laughs> I, I'm doing these because if I don't, I just have to sit in a corner and rock back and forth going, you're not that crazy, you're not that crazy, you're not that crazy. Because that's how crazy I feel all the time when I don't make something of this information that's coming my way. And all of you detractors and assholes who have not been so nice to me throughout this entire process can't help but notice... As we continue this stride on in, and everything continues to quote-unquote open back up on Plan America, uh, that, you know, feelings aren't actually going that much better. People are actually kind of feeling worse. The situation seems to be deteriorating, and I as a person seem to be evolving and becoming better. What does that mean about the realities that we are embracing? Which of us, if you're having such struggles with your let us just say, consuming extra calories or making plans that are long-term or being able to focus on information. Um, and I, and while I'm being no paragon of goddamn productivity right now, allow me to say, look at me the last six months, huh? I'm pretty proud of me. Are you? Because I really am. It's not been easy, and I've been pushing forward, 
And I humbly suggest to you that people who are spending a lot of their mental energies on convincing themselves that everything's okay and good when it's really, really bad, don't do so well personal involvement. But people that embrace things are really, really bad, however anxious or frustrated they might feel, can channel those feelings because they know they're feeling them appropriately instead of fighting themselves, instead of having some crazy inner conflict that they allow themselves to attach to tribes and identities and simple facts like, Vaccine! Yay! Vaccines work! Oh, did you hear about Japan? They don't have as much vaccines. That's sad. Did you hear about another country? Did you hear about another country that does have a lot of vaccines? And they're having three weeks in a row of their highest infections? Well, they're not America. Vaccines! <laughs> I'll say it before and I'll say it again. The dumbest people I know have one of two stances at this point, looking around. Vaccines don't work, or vaccines are amazing, and as soon as you get one, everything's golden. One of those two stances, and I just, I understand that I'm going to be, I hey, trust me, you're going to want this little, you think this is rough before we get started. This is the fluff before we get into it, because I, I used to be hesitant about calling this the fucking Holocaust. <laughs> that used to be hard for me to say. Uh, that is not hard for me to say anymore. Like, week by week, just looking at the information, boy, howdy, Holocaust is the perfect example. America ignored the shit out of the beginning of that, too. So, uh, we're, we're, we're in a real, we're in a real spot, right? This is after working out and eating right in Italy. So just keep that in mind. Uh, we're really heading into a period here as a species. What happens to America? I have no clue. I keep being disappointedly surprised by Americans. Uh, the news is out there now that it is a million Americans dead and everybody just la 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 la. A million American deaths from COVID. La 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 la. Can't hear you. The news is out there. It is every expert now saying herd immunity is not going to happen and you may face restrictions or get sick in the future. La, 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 la. So I have no idea what's going to happen to Planet America. Planet America is in deep denial about the basic facts. I know if you're outside of America, you can't believe that. Americans in denial about basic facts? About the way things happen? That's so bizarre. But they're so intelligent about evolution and foreign policy and the consumption of oil and if Elon Musk is a good person or not and if you should celebrate conmen <laughs> I told you we're not even getting started yet we haven't even hit the bullet points on the list this is all still in the fluff on my notepad ah it's gonna be an update <clears throat> so while I personally feel pretty good, and I'm enjoying my hobbies, and my hobbies are expanding, and I'm leaving the house more than ever as the Grey Knight. More than ever, I'm vaccinated, I'm masks, I'm six foot three, and patrons at least can see how big and solid I am. Not only am I six foot three, I'm just gonna say it, I look bigger than six three. My neck, my shoulders, the rest of me. Real quickly, people figure out, that's a big guy. <laughs> 
I, I've been fortunate enough to be not, not to one, but two zoos with gorillas. And I have to say, the gorillas were looking at me like, how'd you get across the goddamn moat? What are you doing? Over here, bro. <laughs> Why are you so ugly and pale? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Uh, to be clear, plenty of human beings have asked me why you're so ugly and pale, what you're doing over there. So, really, I felt right at home. <laughs> See? I'm having a pretty good time with the apocalypse. All right. That's probably enough vamping and complaining and trying to get everything off that. Let's just go ahead and start with bullet point number one about why things are really getting worse. And pretending that they're not isn't helping and how this is a particularly scary bullet point for me, even trying to let go of the wheel of prediction on what happens next. Trying, because it's not easy. So, the world has turned its gaze away from Brazil, but I can't stop looking at it. Brazil is such an interesting study to me. Brazil, if you had asked me how, they, how well they did with their medical infrastructure or their vaccinations, I probably would have said something biased and... You know, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say white leaning, uh, because I don't think of Brazilians as white. I've always thought of them as a as a very diverse population. You know, Brazilians that I've met have largely been international students, uh, or have largely been graduates of programs like that in other countries. They're expats, and you know, that's that's a fairly wide spec. You know, who gets out of a of a program, especially as as one you you, you may not know this is very diligent as as the um, and excruciating. I think is probably an okay word to use. I can't think of better ones because I didn't go to Brazilian university. It's it's a it's a very very boy. I can't think. I keep thinking of words that are difficult but not <laughs> positive in a way. Rigorous. It's it's a the testing process to even get in is 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 higher grade. Uh, Japan's is, is well known for being a ruthless system. Boy, so many words and none of them right. Um, and Brazilian uh, system might actually be worse at this point, depending on budget cuts and what have you, uh, depending on what's happened in the last couple of years. <clears throat> so uh, with that in consideration, uh, Brazil and their infrastructure is something that I actually have studied pretty significantly my ideas of Brazil and their health and their health care is something that I challenged and I looked at. Brazil is, infrastructure-wise, pretty good and was on the up and up. Their vaccination programs on a global level, very good and uh, internationally uh, commemorated. commemorated. You can tell that I've gone from freestyle to notes. <laughs> I'll get better. It just takes a little practice. It's like riding a dead horse. Get up, get up, get up, I said. The infrastructure in Brazil, the healthcare system, especially if you are poor working class in America, you would happily trade because it is universal in all ways that matter, at least for a pandemic like COVID. So let's just get that out of the way. The vaccination stumbles or falls is not just last month's news, not just two months' news ago, but that was a fun thing for Americans to say about Brazilians in February and the early part of March. Oh, well, if they just had vaccines, 
Mm, vaccines, the answer. No, 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 no. No, you can't have any of our catalysts or reagents. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you, you, you can't, you can't have... You can't have border controls. That's only for America. Are you an eagle? Only eagles dare. <sighs> so that was a fun thing for Americans to be saying way back when, during the beginning of their apocalypse and as it, as it started to really get out of control. But then the eyes of the world turned away, and even if they weren't watching them, uh, or were watching them at that point, the people who are interested in the American plan, American audience, just immediately went to India because India's got bigger numbers in every capacity. Therefore, India is more important. And India is an exporter and creator of vaccines. Brazil is not. So there are real reasons for India to be more important. But if you are listening to this thinking, this guy might actually have a beat on where this thing is going next... India is beginning their crisis. Brazil is in month three. Brazil is approaching day 100, depending on how you want to define it and what capacity, of being just swamped. Brazil is 50 days out or more at the recording of this from when doctors just stopped showing up at shifts at some hospitals. Had to get... If, if you're wondering what the... If fallout from that is, the answer is just crazy. I've tried to follow it out. I don't speak Portuguese, uh, obviously. And even if I did, it, I, you know, I'm not pretending that I'm, I'm capable of sussing out the, the truth. But looking at it, what happens to those doctors? Because the situation's so terrible uh, for everybody, they just get hired at another hospital. And I want you to think... I want you to think what that means, because some of us have been afraid to, like, no-call, no-show at, like, a fast-food job in America. Like, we were that conditioned. And these are, these are medical doctors who did not call, did not show up, so burnt out, so this is, not, this is not an insult to them, by the way. Let nobody ever take any of this out of context with me. I have plenty of frustrations with doctors and nurses, but doctors and nurses breaking down because they have suffered too much trauma, just like there is a pressure that can be placed on the human jaw that causes the brain to jiggle around and then we go doo-doo-doo-doo and pass out in the exact same physiological ways that happens. Emotional trauma is well established to shut people down and take it from an actual factual lifetime expert on trauma, not from a psychological standpoint. I can't answer your questions as a doctor, but what I can answer your question is someone who has suffered true lifetime debilitating trauma, PTSD, recovery, and all the rest. You've, you've heard on the show if you're still listening this far. There is a limit to trauma. As somebody whose trauma stamina bar, whatever you want to call it, is real good, I still have one. It still taps out. My my answer, how I survive when it starts getting low and me screaming and yelling and that being able to, you know, buy me time to refresh is a survival strategy in many capacities that, frankly, medical professionals, because they are utter perfectionists, not a good thing, not a good thing, being perfectionist is a bad thing, because they are utter perfectionists on top of it, being normal human beings on top of them, suffering a hard life, but maybe not a PTSD-fucking-filled life, maybe not a trauma always running towards or from trauma-based life, no matter what their personal journey is, people shut down. 
They get too much, they stop. They get in their car one day and they keep driving. If any of you have ever identified with the woman, whatever her fucking skin tone was in America, who nothing was going for her and everything was bad and she did intentionally kill her kids and everybody else was screaming at pop culture, how could she, how could she, how could she? And you in the back of your answer go, well, I, I have a couple of potential points that... <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying I have a couple of points in the back of my head that you might want to consider if you're so confused as to how she got here. We're at bullet point one. <laughs> We're not even to the hard part of it yet. Buckle the fuck up. If you've ever had that particular experience where you are just... You, un you identify with someone who's losing it that much. That's all I'm feeling right now when I talk about doctors in Brazil. And it's not just Brazil, but Brazil's a big country that has been failing in this capacity. It said systemic, sanitary failure for approaching 100 consecutive days to one degree or another all across the country, every last one of it amplifying it. It's so bad that doctors and nurses and technicians and skilled support staff, the people you absolutely need going forward, vaccines working or not, it's so bad that they will just not show up at work and will quit or get fired and will sit around for a bit or cry for a bit or the bills will amass because doctors in Brazil don't get paid like in the U.S., And all of the problems, and all of the harm, and all of the difficulties that they suffer after quitting, after the trauma they endured by practicing medicine. They can just get hired again because the other hospital knows that they're a no-cold, no-show, burnout, traumatized husk. They're not confused. You don't recover after graduating through medical school again Brazil doesn't really import doctors. It exports all kinds of medical professionals and sci uh, scientists in the STEM fields. It exports them, unfortunately, for Brazil. So this is someone who went through a rigorous, I guess that's the word I, I decided to stand on, system, and got through it and, and, and beat out classmates and graduated and got into the system and, and hacked it out. Because Brazil has had many bad waves before March. And then got burnt out. And then no, no call, no showed. And then quit. They know that's who they're hiring. And they will. And they wouldn't have even considered it six months ago. Maybe even a hundred days ago, that would have been hilarious. Even in COVID, if they were taken seriously at the admin level of that hospital. And they will. That's what I'm finding. That's how bad the situation is in Brazil. Is that the bullet point of what's bad? No, fuck no. That's the misdirection. Here's what's bad about Brazil. There are 2,800 confirmed fucking under one-year-old dead children of COVID, of COVID in Brazil. You will not hear that on the nighttime news, but it is confirmed. 2,800 under one-year-old children in Brazil dead confirmed from COVID so far. And nobody knows why on a medical level. 
And you cannot blame this on the systemic collapse of their society. And this is not one of those deaths that I ask you to consider is COVID down the road because it's a death of despair or it's systemic failure of a sanitary or hospital system. This is none of those. This is the child died. We tested them. COVID is the most likely diagnosis. And we found confirmation of COVID. 2,800 so far confirmed with that system, with these doctors, that beleaguered, and the technicians, that backed up, and the trauma, and the burnout. And nobody has a fucking clue what's causing it, so there's no clue on how to stop it. Every single person who makes a little merry sing and dance about vaccines is causing and will cause a situation like Brazil. Everybody who says, I got a vaccine and that's my part, it's done, is no better to me than somebody who said COVID wasn't real this whole way through. Really. And if you look at what we're going to say, the rest of this goddamn update, I hope to convince you just a little bit. I understand how insane and mad and angry and unreasonable I can send. But if you're on Planet America, the news is all bullshit propaganda, double thumbs up. Because you did not hear about this. And nobody on the talk shows is eager to talk about this. Because what's to stop it from happening here? Or better yet, guys... What's to say it hasn't already happened in many countries, including this one? Really? We're at an estimated undercounting of deaths by around 325,000. You want to bet that in that period where every American doctor would tell you out loud that all you had to do is wash your hands and everything would be fine? And only old people catch COVID? That a lot of kids died that were never fucking checked? The idea that you could say yes or no to that would depend on if you know when or how a COVID test is administered in America. Do you? Do you know what the policy is? And if you don't know what that policy is, how could you possibly contend with this basic, basic, basic silly argument. It's not even a good argument I'm making. But since it is confirmed that we're already at 2,800 dead Brazilian babies, I'm going to keep saying it. The numbers mean nothing to you. Maybe dead babies finally fucking well. 2,800 dead under one-year-old children in Brazil. The strain and the conditions that cause that are spreading throughout South America rapidly. The mutations that cause this strain, if that's what you want to give it to, are rapidly pushing into societies like Chile and Argentina, which have vaccination rates equal to or even in sometimes places greater than the U.S. But their vaccines don't count. Because they're not eagles. I know. 
But a funny thing about it, as the strain that is blamed on um, uh, the, the explosion of Brazil is moving into these societies, they are once again Chile, Argentina, and others, despite having pretty good infrastructure, despite having pretty good healthcare systems, despite having really good vaccination rates and really good previous vaccination campaigns, are hitting all-time highs still sustained. Hitting all-time highs after living through a wave for 50 days and vaccinating throughout those 50 days. This is in no way an argument that you shouldn't get vaccinated. This is an argument that even with vaccines, masks and sequencing and testing and border control, unfortunately, and restrictions are still going to be necessary. Maybe not in planned America if we don't count our dead kids. Because if we don't count our dead... Remember when we, when we mocked Trump for that? When we don't, if you don't count them. Well, we don't have any dead children yet. But one day, we're going to go from zero dead, just like right now, we're going to go from officially. Guys, officially, we're only at like 600,000 dead. We're going to go from, okay, well, it's closer to like 925. Fuck it. Just, just one day in America, I don't know when or where, a quarter million people are going to be dead of COVID. And this, it's going to have to be the official government estimate, and they're just going to have to say it. That's what we already know. We don't know about what's really been going on with the new strains that get kids and all that. I mean, we're seeing the occasional kid, 13, 14, 15-year-old die, then nobody will make any headlines of that because it's just the occasional so far. We're totally sure. There's absolutely no chance that immigrant communities like meatpacking plants or what have you are having under 18 children die with some consistency. But the autopsies and mortuarians in those communities continually just kind of labeling anybody whose last name doesn't really match the last name of who the doctor thinks should be there of uh, COVID. No, they're dying of just other shit. So in the exact same way, that it's already established that 250,000 Americans will die of COVID one day because they're already dead. They've already died. So now just now we just have to decide what day they die on. We got to make it a good one. God, I hope it's after July 4th. I want to have a really good party. You know, honestly, when we talk about all of the dead Americans that died of COVID that just bummed me out, what I think about the best way to honor their sacrifice is if you put it after July 4th, because America is back, baby. But, like, put it before Christmas. Like, like really before Christmas. And, like, probably Halloween. We deserve a Halloween this year, too. That would be a bummer. So, like, if you could honor the dead and talk about how great this country is by, like, I don't know. Could we kill them on, like... I don't know. What's a good date between July 4th and October 31st to kill a lot of Americans on a single day? What's a... Maybe sometime in September, early to mid-September? God. Oh, I know. The perfect day that we should declare the half million Americans dead so that no one's depressed is 9-11! That day's important. Hey, never forget.
This is really what Americans are all about right now, and these are the ones who consider themselves the good ones. This is the Democrats. The Democrat voters. This is the... If you're outside playing America, this is really how we think. If you think they can't really be like that, it's worse. There's not even that level of self-awareness. That requires satire. We already know that there's at least a quarter million dead Americans not accounted for. At least! I refuse to pretend that none of them are children. I refuse to pretend. Why are you? Why are so many people that I thought were, you know, ready to do so many people I know? How could how could you fucking deny evolution? Turn around and go like, listen, man, zero children die of COVID. It's just facts. Every single one is terrible. It never happens. <sighs> Even if you somehow believe that the vaccines that Americans have, not Johnson & Johnson, obviously, because if you're saying it's you know, Pfizer and Moderna, you're saying everybody who did their part and got a Johnson & Johnson is actually just a walking time bomb. What is wrong with you that you that you have convinced yourself that that's a good game plan? <laughs> but that's apparently what you think the good game plan is that we've executed. Even if you believe the mRNA vaccines with their incredible antibody response is going to block what's currently happening... And once we get them in the bodies of our children, mutations that evade antibody detection and response are well established. COVID is clearly going to continue to pass around this country. How many people is it going to have to affect? Please put on a good goddamn mask. Please don't make me yell at you like I did the guy in the ass in the in the in the in the in the gym where I just looked at him and just went mask asshole passing by. Oh, the look on his dumb stupid face. I'm really glad he was half my size. If he was my size and he was walking out there, it's like, well, I'm just gonna have to take a picture of your car and kill you because I don't want to fight you. It's too much of a workout. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Get ready. More like me are coming. <laughs> Imagine trying to defend yourself from an assault by me, and I have the element of surprise, and by and by, I'm not going to fight you with my fists. I'm going to fight you with a goddamn homemade cocktail. Mr. Clean's going to be on the side of it. <laughs> this is the America we're entering. Go ahead. Don't wear a mask in my fucking presence. Let's see what goddamn happens next. Goddamn murderer. You goddamn collaborator of the Holocaust. Okay, up next, second bullet point. Singapore. Singapore is the opposite of Brazil, so I probably should have gotten to this a little bit earlier. Singapore is an island nation of about 5 million people. It's basically just a city-state that just kind of sits off Kuala Lumpur. If you're an American, what's Kuala Lumpur? Don't worry about it. It's not important. You don't care about it. We don't make money, and they're not in our sphere, so they don't really count as a country. <laughs> the eagle. 
Five million people and a city means you have some real advantages when it comes to COVID. You can really lock things down with border control, which they did with their airport. You can really lock down movement of your entire country by locking down movement of their city, which they did multiple times with various kinds of stimulus and effects very early on. They have a totalitarian government, although Singaporeans are very, 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 very shy uh, about hearing this in the exact same way if you say America has a very corrupt government as rated by any organization that rapes corruption and governments. Americans go, no, we don't, we're not right, huh? Well, in the exact same way, uh, press-ranking freedoms and all that shit's even worse in Singapore. So, they've got a power structure, they've got people who have uh, the, the levers of power, they've been using them to suppress movement, using border control and stimulus as they've seen fit, uh, and it works pretty well. In short, whatever advantages people give to an island uh, state like uh, New Zealand and how well they've been able to manage COVID, Singapore, in many ways, either has the same advantages or better, given that it's a city. New Zealand still has several cities, but Singapore has just the one. And Singapore... Again, when logistically, there's, there's the dense population factor, sure, but then there's also the spreading out of, 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 of rural versus urban uh, expectations and what have you. Policy-wise, it's really hard for a country where half the country's urban and half the country's farmers to come up with a stay-at-home uh, policy that works for the entire country. You have to come up with at least a broad policy, or at least attempt to, if you really want to keep people to stay at home. Yeah? Singapore, again, they have huge divisions in their society of wealth and labor, especially uh, their, their foreign workers and their barracks, but easier. Easier than just about any country in the world. And thus, Singapore has actually done very, very well with COVID. Until recently. Singapore is actually starting to really have a lot of hits and a lot of infections it can't trace back. And I want you to think about how scary that is. It's a city. It's a city, and they can't trace infections. And they don't really have an overwhelming amount of infections yet. Uh, that's, that's a bit of a condescending thing to say from the outside. When something overwhelming or not, I don't know. But after this much COVID, I just want to say, not overwhelming, not yet. And they have a very good contact tracing system, and they're an authoritarian government that's not afraid to spy on people. So, when you put these things together, you get a kind of scary situation. A lot of Americans want to blame what's happening on Brazil for disaster porn. It's just really fun for Americans to... This is a really anti-American update, I know, but I'm really anti-America right now. Can you blame me? They just love to jerk off to this idea of like, this is why we're the greatest country, even though I'm a Democrat. Uh, just this idea of like, America is great. Even... It's just the Republicans. It's just this one little tribe. Just this one little, one little pride would just got rid of this one little people. Then we, then everything would be perfect. Is really, truly what so many people in America believe. There's no fundamental corruption or problems. There's no difficulty. And so when they see someone like Brazil, we actually are the worst, most disgusting people I've ever met on the planet. And day after day, a large reason why I'm so tuned out right now is every time Americans look at Brazil, they laugh, and they smile, and they talk about how they really do. 
They really do, and they pretend that they, and if you call them on it, they get really mad. I actually just stopped with a client because she was disgusting about the subject of COVID. And by and by, she's a medical professional, so she's an extra disgusting piece of shit. But like every time I'd be all like, people are starving Brazil, she's like, ha ha, vaccines. Really? She's one of the ones I'm talking about. And she thinks because, you know, she's a medical professional, she's smart. She's not. <laughs> Just like most doctors who people work in the medical profession. And I mean, she wasn't even a professional doctor or anything. They think they understand this system. And they definitely think they understand it better than ever lame, any layman who's ever lived. It's just incredible. Incredible. And the reason why I'm saying this with such anger and frustration at this moment is it's clearly not either the lack of vaccines or infrastructure that's causing the systemic destruction in Brazil. And if you say the lack of either is clearly showing why, I'd say you don't understand what's happening across the world as we speak. Not only did you not pay attention at any point in 2020, Tiger King must have been really compelling for you, but you sure as shit haven't checked in once in 2021. Some, some reason checking into COVID is too intimidating to you, so you have to grab another piece of snack food. Or you have to make another comment online about how vaccines work and America is great. But clearly, if one of the most self-contained societies who aced, aced, aced COVID for approximately 15 months is suddenly coming down sustained, then something has changed. Changed, gotten worse. With the mutations, with the fatigue, with the amount of virons, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's changed. It has. And all of this blaming and tisking about countries that have this or that, every time you engage in those discussions, you further the death and destruction. You bury the concept of 2,800 dead babies confirmed of COVID already, down beneath the surface that it cannot appear. And so that one day, maybe September 11th, when it's revealed that actually the Biden administration knew that like 50,000 American kids under 13 had died of COVID. But get back in school because we've got a midterm to win. I guess you're probably going to want me to show you empathy or grace, but I'm not. I'm not. And so I'm going to have to be away from you. You can hear the anger in my voice. You would probably want that. If, if, you, had a, if you had a niece or nephew or a son or daughter that died and the doctor said it wasn't COVID, and then all of a sudden you find out there's a lot of kids that died of COVID across the country. You will probably want sympathy from me, and you won't get it. I have to stay away from you because I know exactly how hurtful or painful that would be in that moment. But my honesty would trump your need for validation. I would call you the words in the back of your head that you're thinking, collaborator, murder, you killed your child, you killed that, you killed that child, you killed that child. When it comes out that these deaths have happened, that there's a lot of excessive deaths, that's so weird, of kids, so weird, the under-18 excessive deaths in America right now, so weird. What could be causing it? They're not official, though. Weird. All this, all this asthma increase, what's happening there? I don't know. Let's not think about it.
Hey, it says you got a little COVID on your test, kid. But state regulation says we only count 14 days after. This is 16 days after. Kid, you don't have COVID. Every kid gets COVID. We don't count that, kid. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter the infrastructure you have. It doesn't matter the advantage you have. The most vaccinated country in the world was the Seychelles from the last update. And the Seychelles are getting worse. And as long as they continue to be a nexus of rich assholes traveling in and out, which they will be, their economy is based on it. All the travel economies in the world, you're watching them. Greece, Italy, Seychelles, all the countries in the world who have at least 10% of their GDP caught up and other people coming and spending money there. They're just too reliant and they have to compete now against one another on how many rich assholes to let in. The worst of the worst of the worst of the worst. And as long as that happens, Seychelles is going to be this perfect laboratory of, let's see, which vaccines get fucked by which fucking strain and which mutations first. And so far, the laboratory says, results not good for anything anywhere. The results say we are creating the problem all over again. If the Seychelles is a laboratory, we are creating in this Petri dish COVID all over again, all the worst parts for planet America, eventually, somewhere, sometime. All of this talking about how vaccines are clearly not working that fucking well, all of this talk about that will make you think, this guy doesn't want me to get a vaccine if I haven't already. The exact opposite is true. This is a very difficult thing for people to accept, and I think that this is honestly why governments of the world are lying, in addition to advertising campaigns work best when they're simple, and get a vaccine save the day, is simple, admittedly. Admittedly! But in the exact same way, get a vaccine, save the day, was as effective of teaching kids my generation of, drugs are bad, just say no. (laughs) Very simple. So easy. What happens when all of the stuff that you taught them turns out to be bullshit and they find that out pretty quick? Well, same with fucking vaccines. The CDC is not tracing breakthrough fucking infections of COVID-19. Because those numbers are bad. Because those numbers show that 95%, 85%, 80% ain't happening. So, the CDC has decided, don't need to wear a mask, that slows down commerce, and can't report the accurate number of people who are actually getting infected two weeks after their second dose. After the full antibody response has been triggered, that still doesn't count as a breakthrough infection, according to the CDC. That's very recent. It's a very recent decision. This is the last straw for me. This is it for me. This is... Running away from reality at full tilt, and I know so many of you will embrace it, and this is why I am glad that I got away, I'm doing good that I got away, I'm doing better that I got away, because now the rest of you have to live with a decision. Really. This is going to get rough, kids. 
But really, if you'd accept that CDC reality, we're just not going to just not going to count an infection of COVID after you got your vaccine unless you get put in the hospital or die. We're just not going to count it. From the same people who are down counting at least a quarter million Americans dead. The same people who kind of sort of seem to be doing some shady shit about if under-18s have already died of COVID in any significant number or amount. Same people who said that you don't need to wear a mask because they didn't have enough for them. And they say you don't need to wear a mask because money. Frankly, political pressure, money, got to win them midterms. Are the same people who are now saying, breakthroughs count when we say breakthroughs count. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck back to work. Consume. Hey! Masks work when we say they work. Vaccines work when we say they work. You're dead when we say you're fucking dead of what we say you're fucking dead of. Read the headlines, asshole. It's good news everywhere. Back to fucking work. What are your summer plans? And anybody who doesn't see it this way, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Honestly, how much further are you going to be pushed? How much information is not going to penetrate your poor, for-profit media sphere? The way that information is being presented on Planned America about vaccines and COVID is the opposite of reality. And the CDC says you have to stay six feet apart unless you're in school because we need kids in school. And you have to wear masks unless we're getting too much pressure on masks. So no masks. And yeah, a lot more than the official count is dead, says Dr. Fauci. You have any? Don't worry about it. Who, who died? Don't care. It hears like me saying all of this, all of this frustration, all of this anger is that you shouldn't get a vaccine. The opposite is true. You need to get a vaccine. When you can, where you can, how you can. Don't take this next part from me, really. Everything else I said, I believe in, and I mean 100%. This next little bracket is just for me. I also advise, if possible, you try and get mix and match, if possible. It's not going to be available for everybody, but really, you try, if you can. If you really want to keep yourself safe. Because I don't know if it has any effect on other people or if it stops the spread. But really, if you want to try and keep yourself safe, th- this is the end. I'm going back to the facts. Just just from Daddy Jack to you and everything he's researched, there's just – while there's a lot of confusion on COVID, there does seem to be a grand international consensus among many disciplines. Multi-shots work. Three of one shot, pretty okay. Uh, t- one of two different kinds of shots, pretty great. That seems, that seems to be uh, where we're sitting right now. So just saying, if possible, if an option, and you're trying to protect your ass, uh, I, I highly recommend that. Uh, now back, back to the facts that apparently won't be facts until the people that you say are the good political party in your system 
say they're facts, and then you will believe. And by and by, aren't we the good party who loves facts? Unlike the other party, which is bad. One day they will say, okay, so the vaccine's not 100% or 95 or 80%. In fact, we don't really know how effective it is because funniest thing, we aren't really tracking, we aren't really tracking breakthrough cases as soon as it became inconvenient. So we don't really know how loud they are, but they're not 100%. Anyways, back to work. Vote Democrat. That's, that's coming down the pike. There you go, for sure. And if you hear that, you say this is a conspiracy theory or a rant against the current political uh, establishment or party. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Maybe. Maybe so. Uh, a little bit of a conspiracy, I guess. I don't know if it's a theory. I'm pointing out what the conspiracy is. I'm not theorizing anything from it. You know what the gain is if people hide these numbers and take it back to work. <laughs> You know what the gain is. You can tell me if I'm theorizing. I'm saying it's a conspiracy that the data is definitely not being interpreted in your best interest or your children's best interest. A conspiracy, a cabal of very powerful and connected political elites and individuals are making calls based upon the expediency of the Democrats in 2022 and Joe Biden's ability to be reelected in 2024 over the well-being of your children, if you are a fellow American. That's the conspiracy. You can tell me if it's a theory or not. When that, when that shoe drops, and nothing changes, even though everybody acts like it's the end of the world because they're finally accepting reality for just two seconds before they go right back in, There's going to be this consternation of, well, if vaccines don't really work, why should I get one? And that is actually why I'm so dismayed at being an American right now. And I'm so upset about the way everything's going right now and how I think everything's going so much worse. Because just like D.A.R.E., and it's don't do drugs, just, just don't do it, just don't think about it, you'll go insane, be arrested, and we'll rape you, turned into... Well, they, they said marijuana was going to destroy me. Obviously, black tar heroin slash, you know, everything that's been worse since black tar heroin, because I don't really do a lot of fucking drugs like that, uh, isn't so bad either. Really. And we, we all know, if you grew up in my generation of, of that education system, how well that ended up and how well the logic was used on the other side. As soon as we realized that the core arguments were bullshit, it went the other way. You think vaccine hesitancy is na bad now? Wait until people really figure out what I am laying out here. And then tell them that they need a booster. <laughs> and then tell them to vote Biden. Because that's where we're heading. And that's the, the good news. This is me trying to take my hands off the wheel of prediction by and by. But these are just, this is to me, this is so baked into the cake. If it doesn't happen, I will just be delighted. I'll just be delighted. It'd be the greatest thing in the world if none of this fucking comes to fruition at this point. Because to me, this is like, this is just where we are heading. But if you hear that, you're thinking, well, he just wants destruction. Or he just wants mayhem or he just wants vengeance or whatever. No, that's not me at all. No one should have to run amok. No one should have to be as angry as me to get to the other side of this. But since I am, here's the use in it. 
Here's why I'm so freaked out. The lower the vaccine efficacy, the more vaccine people need to take. So if your entire sales pitch is the vaccine is perfect and it keeps being proven untrue, and then you're basically going to lie like motherfuckers to an ignorant, stressed out, busy populace about what you're telling them is the solution when it's not. When it is categorically not. Look at the world, you assholes who think that it is, who think vaccines solve this. What's going to happen when we need them to take shot after shot after shot after shot? But this time we're not lying. This time we're not lying. This is the future we're heading in. It's exhausting for me to even be on the periphery of it, to even live my life by my hobbies, by my being. Don't know what's going to happen to America. Don't know. But let's just try and wrap up this whole argument of I'm so tired of you pretending that vaccines cure this or solve this when you literally can't find an expert anymore who's even entertaining the idea that they stop infections in societies. Herd immunity is gone. If you're quoting herd immunity, you're quoting a theory from World War I huh, that no expert thinks is applying to COVID in 2021 after vaccines. We have the data. Nope. Great theory. Rejected. We need to find a way to get to a place where people take vaccines. And we need to get to a place where they're taking them all over the world. And they're taking them with the honest understanding of this could work. This is some protection, but this could also not work. And by and by, if you get this injected into you and then you behave like an idiot, you're killing people. Just the same way as if you didn't get it at all. And I understand that that's not a sexy little argument. <laughs> I understand that that might explain some germ theory and antibody conversations with people that you don't want to have. But it's going to get us out of this, or to a better place in this, or whatever your in-game goal is of this, so much better than what's happening with this incredible descending darkness of information. The incredible saturation and pushing of only the most anxious and positive news at the same time, the most dishonest narratives, and ignoring the very basics. At the beginning of this, towards the beginning of this, I talked about how Brazil is actually a country where I studied the infrastructure pretty close. You may think I was just saying that to talk about their vaccine abilities or their medical system collapse. But here's an argument that virtually nobody I have seen ask in any capacity since this 2800, uh, it's 26 on a couple of sites, but it's 2800 under one-year-old Brazilian child died. Ready? 
there's a lot of questions that have been asked, and I asked you some of them, like, how many are uncounted then in Brazil? Or how many were exacerbated by the, the collapse of the healthcare system and the burnout of their skilled medical professionals? These are questions that people are asking because they ask questions in response to what is going on. And if you haven't noticed, not just with COVID, but throughout the entire Grey Knight project, me as a person, that's not how I think. I'm not asking questions about the car crash that just happened. I'm asking everything that's on the road, really, not because I'm smarter or better, but because I am built by trauma. And the explosion is always occurring in the present moment in my heart and soul. I'm trying to look how to avoid the next one, get as far away from the next one. So I don't look at questions the same way. A medical scientist, a doctor, a professional, a very intelligent person, just an analysis who has no uh, uh, training in any of these fields, will start to look at that situation and what caused it and what it can teach us. After I got done reading my second article on this, kind of a gasp that nobody's really talking about, it's not making the news anywhere, it's not spreading around, I sat back and I did something that I call a Fermi experiment. I've talked about these before on the podcast pre-COVID. F-E-R-M-I, like the atomic scientist. Fermi experiment is you sit back and you ask yourself an unknowable, a researchable question that's numeric in origin. How many piano tuners are there in Chicago? And you get to your answer not by Googling it, but by going, well, how many people do I think are in Chicago? Okay, how many of them have a piano? Okay, pianos get tuned about once every how many years? And on and on it goes. It's not about getting to the right answer. It's about taking all of the information you have and trying to apply it. And so instead of using my profound, nerdy, worthless, traumatized mind in the same way that the rest of you, when they get a question like that, is, Aha! Big number of something scary. I shall use all of my cognition round and round and round in a circle to try and circumlocution, circumlocate, I should say, pardon me, I'm improvising, uh, into uh, an answer in a series of bevies, of course, with not exactly a 100% confidence interval. <laughs> but the Fermi question I asked myself was not knowing the medical infrastructure of the world, but having researched recently things like how many hospital beds are there in the world, what percentage of the world has reliable electricity, just little things, you know, you do for fun. I sat back and I asked myself, not of Brazil and these numbers, not everything I knew about that particular situation, but instead, how many countries in the world even had a chance to begin to try and count how many dead children from COVID they had. How many countries in the world, what, on the ranking of industrialized to unindustrialized nations and good working medical systems to total dysfunctional medical systems in the world, where does Brazil rank 
And I asked myself, and I asked myself that question for a while, because obviously I don't have the answer. But I really tried to probe it. Uh, everything I know about Africa and constant electrification, Southeast Asia, rural China, all over the world. Who, who has more electricity? You need electricity to have this level of doctorship is why I'm asking that one. Plumbing. You need, you need consistent plumbing. Nutrition. You need consistent nutrition. And then you need a certain amount of people. You need a certain amount of locations. Yeah? You need it all. You need lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. It doesn't matter what answers I came up with. It's a Fermi experiment. Even, even me trying to research all that for this podcast right now is hilarious. All the things that I don't know that I don't know that I couldn't find off wiki and what have you to try and make the argument would be dumb. The Fermi experiment's not meant to get to the number. The Fermi experiment did help me get, however, to one thing, and that is to say it doesn't matter if you're talking about under ones or not. There really is a very simple thesis, a theory, that can be worked out from that information. Brazil actually looked to see if its dead children were dying from COVID and found it. Three out of four countries in this world don't really look at their dead at all, don't tabulate, don't give autopsies, don't really look. You die, you died. Eventually that information will make its way up the chain into the systems. So I put to you a humble posit. Americans have decided not to look for breakthrough infections. So they won't find them. For a while. For a while. They'll pretend that they're not finding them. And Brazilians did look and found and confirmed these deaths. So I put to you, the difference between a dead child from COVID or not is just if their system gave a shit. Like, the child's dead either way, sure. But does the system give a shit? Does it care? Didn't investigate. Does it care? Is there any way that it really wanted to find out? Because if you can't change anything, why really investigate? So, one of two things is most likely. Obviously, these aren't the only two possible outcomes, but one of two is most likely. Brazil has it first, or Brazil found it first. Brazil has the first strains or first uh, situations that make this possible, or this is happening everywhere. This is happening to some degree, not like Brazil, because Brazil's in, again, day 100 towards collapse, but this is happening everywhere. And people just haven't caught on. Which do you think it is? Which do you think says something better about the future? Man alive. That was quite the hour of me yelling about America and everything. Probably a little strange to end with some personal notes about things that are going good for me. But I feel like I need to. You see, 
I believe not only everything I just said, but so much worse. And I just can't really demonstrate it yet, and kind of frankly, don't want to. Once again, if you're wondering, why is he still doing this? <laughs> why? The answer is, take it from a traumatized individual. This shit is destroying people, even the ones that it leaves totally physically intact. This thing is rending across the world, and it is getting stronger in a better position all the time. That's why. <laughs> why? Because I see it. Saw from the beginning, saw it in the middle, saw it now, saw it in... It's, it's going to be just like the, uh, the Egyptian system. It's going to be the old kingdom, the new old kingdom, the old new kingdom, the new middle kingdom, middle old kingdom. It's going to be just like that. Now that we're at the end of... Co hey, COVID's over in America, guys. We hit herd immunity in April. Didn't you know? <laughs> uh, long, angry hour, and I still got so much more. So much more in me. So much more in me that I could go on, on and on and on and on about. I just can't really demonstrate it to you, and I know that you don't want too much. Thank you for listening. This keeps me sane to a degree that I can't explain if you think I don't sound very sane right now. You record yourself talking about something for an hour straight, you'll sound like a goddamn lunatic too. These days it's mostly in check. These days it's largely sober. Waka waka! These days it's well-sighted, usually. Uh, and uh, not a stream of consciousness because I'm coming out of my stupor. I mean, not really. I'm about to vape up like you wouldn't fucking believe. But... In theory, <laughs> at least for recording and what have you, I'm coming out of my stupor. I'm, I'm making things. I'm trying. The exercise is real. The way I feel about my body is real. The way that I'm treating myself on my day-to-day -day is real. I have, a, I have a huge adult brag. This might be the most adult thing I've ever done. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm having trouble just technologically. I'm not having trouble with her as a, as a person right now. Just technologically. I can't get her to email me, and we're having trouble with phones. And so she came over uh, and just left a note on my door saying, call me. God damn it. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, I, I haven't really talked about this, but one of my neighbors died and just let everything go horrible, and the state came over. And uh, If you don't know what happens if you die under COVID in America, the state comes over, and if nobody wants your house or can't find anybody to take your house, they just board that motherfucker up because homeless will come in and take it out real quick. Uh, so the state came over and cleaned everything up and all that, and then it's gone to hell since then. So I, uh, I've watched... Uh, so I've got, I've got, I've got a, a house where somebody died in it of COVID. Uh, and seriously... And, and it's not counted, and I'm being sincere, and this is a goddamn fucking nightmare. I know how it sounds, but I swear to Christ, it's just happening and happening and happening and happening and happening. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, her, her front yard's gotten pretty, you know, weeded over and what have you. No one's tending to it. Uh, and then the neighbor on the other side are just absentee. I never see them. They have dogs that don't really bark at me, but bark at everybody else. So I love them. Best dogs I've ever met. Uh... <laughs> and so he doesn't weed at all. 
And so she came by, and I've been, you know, every time I leave the house, and I, I'm talking about, I'm sincere, not not just since COVID, but since the Grey Night Project started, I'm leaving the house more than ever. I'm going to the gym four times a week, three times a week, five times a week. I'm trying to go every single day. Uh, I'm doing errands. I'm cooking. When you cook, you have to get ingredients and sh- sometimes and shit, and you can't just rely on the grocery delivery. I still get the grocery delivery for like 80 to 90% of my stuff. But then sometimes I'll be like, you know, I don't really feel like doing a whole grocery delivery. I will go to the supermarket today and buy the lemon. It is early enough in the day that I think I can avoid the crowds. And by God, I'm usually right. Uh, for all this, for all this talk about how America's back and all the economy. That's the cat waking up, so it's going to be a matter of time before she pisses me off. Uh, I got to I got to wrap this up with good notes for you. I got to stop talking about COVID. All right, all right. So I'm leaving the house. I'm working out. I'm getting all kinds of uh, great health shakes in. I've changed up my nut milk game to get even better shape quicker. I was using almond or almond coconut. I've gone on to cashew, other protein milks. I've got my, like I said, I've got my cashew shakes. I've got my golden lattes with the cashew milk instead of the almond coconut now. It's fantastic. Um, Okay. Uh, Disenchantment. Disenchantment Season 1. Kind of okay, kind of cool. Wouldn't really recommend it to the fan base because it was fun for me, but I didn't know how fun it would be for you. I was like, oh, they don't like Tia Beanie. She's a teenage girl, she's sex positive, and she's very, very emotionally aware, intelligent, fun. If you, you'd really like Tia Beanie, but I didn't know how you'd feel about it. It wasn't that funny. Okay, I just got it. I'm not even done with it yet. I'm in the first half of, uh, of, of, of Disenchantment Season 2. It's amazing. You guys... Watch Disenchantment if you need something. It was so okay in season one, but it is amazing in season two. And like the 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 EQ, the emotional or the EI on these on these characters, the emotional intelligence on these characters, and the jokes and how funny it is. Oh, it's something something really special is happening in in uh, Disenchantment season two. You got to get through season one to get to season two, and then it's just so fucking good. Uh, it's a lot of fun there. Uh, the last thing on fitness going on with the whole cooking and leaving the house and having fun and that kind of thing is, uh, I have to say, I'm really enjoying just, I've learned just enough about food and cooking that I, I now am just like, well, here's what I want. And instead of looking up recipes or something, I try and satisfy those cravings instead. Well, here's what I want from that orange chicken. I want spicy and sugary, but I don't want added sugar. I want natural sugar from orange juice. How do I get it? This is what I want. I want buffalo wings, but chicken skin on top of chicken uh, uh, meat and all that sauce and butter isn't great. How do I, how do I make it better? I know I need that butter for the sauce. And then realizing, well, I really do just kind of like the wing sauce because I mean, you dip just chicken meat without the skin. I'm, you can hear my fucking oh, 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 mm, salivating. Uh, you can just you can dip the meat in; it's still really good. Like how do you how do you how do you change one to the other? And eventually, just kind of like making like shitty chicken bowls <laughs> didn't work out so great. Like kind of without the skin, but then also I had some you know like you know they were on top of like little potato pucks. Uh, this is not sounding all that great, but I got to say it really satisfied the wing craving because I got little ball. It, it was basically like chicken and waffles except potatoes instead of waffles. And I got to say, kind of worked. But that turned into something that I just think is like this great recipe and I haven't figured it out. And I'm not, you know, like until I do, I can't 
give it to everyone, but it's just like a green chicken uh, stuffed potato. You take green chicken chili, and you stir it together, you bake a potato, you take the potato meat out as soon as it's done baking. You really bake that potato, you take the meat out. As soon as it's done baking, you mash the shit out of that. You take your potato skins, you put them in the fridge. <gasps> what? I know, but you put them in the fridge because you don't want them uh, and their moisture or their heat to escape. And don't worry, they'll come back out crispy, I promise. But then you mash the shit out of that potato meat as soon as the potatoes are done baking, right? You take cheese, you mash that into your potato ball as well. You take your green chili, your stock probably, uh, and, and your chicken in there. You shred it up real good, two forks. You get it in there. Instead of mashing it this time, you stir it all together with a spoon or a rubber spatula. You don't want to mash up that delicious chicken protein. And then you've got a ball that has nothing but potato meat, chicken, green chili, and cheese. And these are real foods. This is real food. You take your potato skins back out of the fridge. You stuff them full real good. You put them in an air fryer for like 12 minutes and like 12.50. Like I said, I'm not really like, I don't know how to make a recipe of this yet. Or like you bake them for like, I don't know, 275 for 16 minutes in the oven, conventional oven around there. Uh, and I'm still thinking of how to like make a little egg hat. I haven't figured that out yet. I'm thinking like cupcake muffin trayers. I gotta make it easy. And then you can put like a little egg hat. And why am I telling you all this? God damn. Already if you pull, if you just make it the way that I say it, as dumb as it sounds, they're delicious. It's real food. It's all real food. And it's delicious. And it satisfies a lot of breakfast burrito cravings. But... You can modify that and put the like the little egg hat that I want to on head, a little extra green chili salsa, a little extra cheese on top. It's like junk food, but it is real food. And I figured it out. I haven't seen anything like it anywhere after I made them and started enjoying them. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm salivating because I'm about to start the process of making potatoes now to go make some more because I already made the green chili salsa. I'm cooking. I'm working out. I'm leaving the house. I'm planning on having sex. I bought my first book in nonfiction. I'm doing all kinds of things to keep myself out of the arena of COVID. And I am not thinking about or reading about it as much at any point than since it started, truly. I'm leaving the house and doing things for me on a higher level than I ever did as the Grey Knight, if you've ever known me. None of that changes what I see about COVID. My vaccination, my status in the world improving, none of it. What I see is what I see. And because it is madness in planet America, because it is the worst feeling that I've experienced in all my time out here, it is heretical. You cannot challenge God. You cannot say you're not a Christian. What do you mean, evolution? What do you mean weapons of mass destruction aren't there in Iraq? What do you, I can't stand it. It's just, it's just test after test after test with you assholes. And I'm just so happy to fail this one. You're all smart and good people because you say COVID's over on planet America. And quite frankly, anybody who says not, you say is really ugly and stupid and dumb and nuts. And you just got to give them some space. All the time. Vaccines! America! Well, 
You know, in just about everything I've predicted about this motherfucker, I've been right and been wrong about a couple of things. And I'm not telling you any predictions this time. Except, obviously, what's happening in other parts of the world will continue to happen. And what's happening in other parts of the world isn't being reported. And if you look around, there's a lot of questions to ask maybe about, hey, where is everybody showing up to all this work? It, Yeah, the money sucks, but it sucked before too. And hey, that's kind of strange, all these shipment things and, and all these back orders not being filled when everything is being told, everything's working so good. I'm not asking you to join me in my insanity, but if you think finally getting laid, or you think reading a book, or you think, you know, having a daiquiri with my feet up is going to change what I see in COVID, allow me to tell you a joke. Ready? It's very funny. It goes a little something like this. There was once a millennial man who said, I'll never be able to retire. Stop, I know, you think you've heard this one before, but let's go on. And unlike all of his peers, or just like all of his peers, he accepted that and just kind of went on day by day, decided to live his life because his retirement plan was going to be a bullet to the temple before he figured out how to commit suicide better than that. And... Along with all of his peers and friends, he just kind of shuffled through life until one day, somewhere far away, somebody got very, very sick. And he said, we're all about to get very, very sick. And everyone said, shut up, you piece of shit. You don't know anything. It's a very funny joke, I know. And everybody started getting really sick. And he was really kind of sad. And he spent a couple of months alone, desperate, and just thinking like... How painful it was to him that so many people were dying and so many people were sick and so many people were benefiting, or sorry, so few people were benefiting from all these deaths and how 25 million was such a large number. And he was really, really broken up about it. He cried about it and he considered suicide about it just to not contribute anymore, not have to witness. He went through all of these pains over this period of isolation, trying to be good. And then things got so much worse. And then people got so much worse. And it was really hard. And then things got taken away from him. Again, like his ability to use the internet or his ability to say what he wanted. Because now there was a tribe that said, if you don't like what we say about COVID, we hurt you in your income, in your numbers. His life got harder because he cared about others and he tried to help them. And he tried and tried and tried to help them. Then one day, in this very funny joke, a strange confluence of events began to enter. And it said very simply one thing. Women take COVID and they kill men with it. It's just something that appears over and over and over again across the world. Women tend to survive COVID in a much worse state than men. Men tend to die from it quite a bit more than women. Even when you try and factor other things out, it's simply true. Men die, and likely will die, of long COVID to such 
a higher degree than women. Well, this the millennial man found very funny. Because fuck him at this point, eh? Eh? But what this millennial man also knew, unlike most of his peers, was the lifespan of the average American man was vastly decreasing throughout his life. It looked like it was plateauing, but that's only because many peers in this man's life were already dead. Iraq, Afghanistan, of course, certain, but the suicides after, the car deaths, the overdoses, the debt. It was not confusing to him, even if it's information that never made its way out to you. When reports began to say that the average lifespan pre-COVID of a man born around his age would not only not be as high as expected, not only be not as high as it was today, but the lifespan of the American man was already decreasing, like in any third world country. Well, that's not funny at all. Until the man realized what this meant for the future that he was striving to work towards. His future, not anyone else's, obviously. Why would anyone do that? This man realized a lot of women were going to get sick in such a way that their brains didn't quite work very well for the rest of their lives, and that their bodies would ache, and that the blood flow that is already so tenuous and so important to so many female orgasms would become even less so, and they would become even more dependent on media and entertainment from men with magic voices. And the man looked at this future where very dumb men would die and get hurt and be unable, and women would feel guilt and shame for the parts that they played and the trauma that they endured, and may even not really have the ability to emotionally say no after they finally feel some awakening, after so many years of loneliness. And this millennial man looked around at this situation, and he said, Wait a minute. Do I have a retirement plan? 